Conversation with H, the Skype series. This is part four. This is the last in the series. We have an amazing guest here. We have not only is he a pastor and an apostle, but he's one third of Real Talk, Real Walk podcast. He's a pastor at City Worship London. He's also a director of Game Changer Solutions. He's a husband to Toby. He's a father to to Helia Grace. We yeah. have with us today. <laughs> you see, I did the research, sir. I did the research. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> we have with us today Game Changer, which is what you know him as Instagram, but also Apostle Emmanuel Akinfenwa. How are you doing today, sir? I'm I'm doing great. And I, you know what? I have to give you respect. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed now, man. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Now I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, yeah. I'm trimless at the moment. You see why I've got a hat on? That's 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 all I need to say. There's I'm, a reason why I'm wearing a hat. I'm walking in faith. So, so <laughs> this side here, calm, durag. This side, I don't know if it wants to be at the top or on the side. It's it's moving mad. It's moving absolutely it's mad. So sir, how are you coping through you know, lockdown and COVID-19, because it's been, what, five weeks, four weeks mm, now? Yeah, How are you yeah, coping? Yeah, it's, you know what, um, I think probably the first week was the toughest um, because normally I'm, I'm one who's out and about, out, you know, clients or ministry and stuff like that. Yeah. So being in the house most of the week, most of the hours of the day, most of the week, um, yeah, it was definitely challenging the first week. Hmm. Um, and I really, I think the first week I really appreciated just going out for a walk with the fam. Listen, and just, and just even just going to Sainsbury's or going to to Audi or something. Like, I literally appreciated it because it was literally choking me. But second week, third week, it was all right. Um, and now much, I'm now I'm used to it. I can't say I have an issue because we've just adjusted. We've got the balance of it. Yeah, I know that this is the situation and. Potentially, it could be like this for a bit longer. It might not be, but regardless, things are not going to be the same on the outside. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've just gotten used to it. See, How about you? I'm, me, I'm trying to find a balance at this moment yeah. in time because I've been working, mm-hmm. doing this. Um, yeah. Got a baby on the way in two yeah. weeks. Praise God. Wow. So, so literally That's trying cool. to balance all these different things and yeah. then still keep insane, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Because yeah. yeah. a lot yeah. of time, what we, what we, what I found people tend to do is being like, Trust God. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, I trust God. But at the end of the day, if yeah. I don't go for a walk, <laughs> trust. if I don't get fresh air, then all this trusting God is great. But I'm not doing trust. anything to kind of keep my sanity. So really. that's where I'm at. That's what mm-hmm. I've been doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you? How are you and your family kind of coping with it? Because obviously, um, you've got a daughter who's yeah. two, one, one, one. So yeah. you've got a daughter who's one, and so mm-hmm. all of this is just going to be like. To her, but for you and your wife, how are you guys yeah. as a family coping with it? You know what it is. Um, thankfully, the the missus has been at home for a bit. Um, she's been focusing on building her business from home, so she was out of work f- during the, from 
a few months into the pregnancy. Yeah. So yeah, so she's been working at home. So she's what you know, what a lot of people would call a stay at home mom sort of thing. So this is kind of normal for her. Quite so yeah. her sanity's kind of there because she's had to <laughs> she's gotten used to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me it's been different. But you know what? The the fact that she's given me space to work because literally, you know, for other people they might have you know, they might not be working or maybe some people are students or whatever, work's mm. not hectic. For me, it's the complete opposite. If I'm working, I'm actually working. So yeah. I'm just really grateful that she gives me that space to work. And then when I'm done for the day, then, you know, family time or whatever, there's times when I do take a break, come and, you know, check out the ladies, how they're doing, you know, play around, <laughs> have a conversation, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then once I'm done for the day, then by force, we've got to go for our walk. We've got to go out. So we've got a park close by. So it's about 10 minutes away. We go walk around there or just go to the shops and whatever. So at least we're going out fresh air. My daughter loves outside. Yeah. So her, like, yeah, even though she's little and she like she's indoor and she can't do much about it, but she loves outside. If she sees that me open that door, <laughs> she run outside so literally like we have to we, we make sure that going out is quite we make it quite a regular thing there's some days where it's a bit hectic and maybe work's just taken over and we can't go out yeah but nearly every other day we are we are going out or we've got a garden as well so just making sure we do that um but yeah just literally literal stuff like the basics, getting the basics right, not trying to over-spiritualize things, getting the basics right, having conversations, laughing, joking together. Yeah. It just keeps that level of sanity there. Mm. As you said, practically speaking, as much as Christians say, trust in the Lord, you know, all these Christian semantics, which is very true and fundamental, mm. but we have to keep it practical as well. Because yeah. listen, there's I, I know I know church leaders that are that are, are losing their sanity because, you know, they're just not around people. For me, yeah. I'm a I'm an extroverted intro. I'm I'm an introverted extrovert. So I like being out, but then at times I do like my space. Yeah. So I miss the fellowship. You know, I miss the fellowship. I miss being around the members. I miss being around, you know, family. I miss being around my friends. But at the same time, just, you know, I've, I can't thank God more for my family that I've got because, you know, whereas there's some people who are by themselves. And this is the thing. So, <laughs> this is, there's some people that are by themselves, but there's also some people who are in families that they don't want to spend time with. Right, right. And they feel lonely even though there's people around. So <laughs> They feel like so, their, their wife or their husband or their children are on top of them. They're trying to do work yeah. nine to five or whatever it is mm -hmm. that I was there putting in. And it feels like I want to go back to work. That's how some of them... Because yeah. yeah, yeah. for some people, work is their escape from home. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah, so, people like in my space of work, like there's a lot of people who go to work or have clients and stuff like that because they just can't really handle it at home. Mm. There's some that have the opportunity to work at home or work from home or do their work in their ho home office or whatever. Yeah. But because they want to get away from the kids, they want to get away from their wives and all the things that it's not just the individuals, it's what they bring. Yeah. So if there's tension in the house and all of that stuff, it's them trying to escape all of that. Um, but I'm grateful to God that that's not the case. Mm. Um, and I'm one who loves family. So I don't mind being, I, I'm cool being around my family. I, I mean, my family, um, a family of seven. So my parents and five siblings. Okay. So, so we were all together in each other's faces. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, do you yeah, yeah. 
even though sometimes you need your space, but I'm still I'm cool with that. I'm I, I love family. I'm a family person, but mm. I do understand for others it's a different scenario. We've seen on the news that um, um, abuse and domestic abuse and stuff like that has shot up. Yeah, uh, people have. People have killed their spouses. Mm-hmm. One or two people have killed their children during this lockdown. So it's something that we have to, for some, it's a blessing. And for some, loosely speaking, it's a curse. Yeah. So, but yeah, for Christians, you know, we, we go through these same emotions as well. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. It's just important that we have our, our family, our friends that can encourage us, our support systems that encourage us so that we can have some sort of peace while this madness in the midst of this madness Mm. so what advice would you give to leaders like yourself who Mm -hmm. are going through a season of you know making sure the members are cool Mm -hmm. making sure you know your peer group is cool but then Mm -hmm. you're in a situation where you have to make sure where your mental is and where your head is at is Mm -hmm. is right so what advice would you give to them to kind of get through this period so apart from the basics of the, the practical prayer and reading the word, that's fundamental. That's mm. we put that aside. Now just look at what you can practically do. So for me, um, I'm I'm someone who has always been involved in some sort of sporting activity. So growing up, I played football for a very long time to a decent level. Even when I stopped playing football, I still played it for fun. Yeah. Um, so looking for something that you can do so you can still go for a piece of um, exercise once a day. So going for a jog, going for a walk to clear your mind or go into your garden and just do something different. Or what are your hobbies? I know some, some um, you know, leaders, they like to DJ for fun or mm. they might have someone's got a PlayStation or Xbox, stuff like that. Do that. Or some like creating, open up your laptop, go on Photoshop, Canva, whatever, and just dedicate time in the day to do stuff that's you like me. I do a bit of everything. So during this lockdown, I've been able to write bars because I used to I used to rap. Jeez! Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I go out for walks. I've been able to do my exercises. I, I, I've even loved the fact that there's been times during this lockdown where me and my wife do workouts together, which is just amazing because we mm. get to bond on a different level. Yeah. Um, been able to... I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of, of playing your PlayStation when you need to. I've got my PlayStation there, so if I need to, I'll do that. Um, at the same time, um, my peers as well, ministry, WhatsApp groups, phone mm-hmm. calls, FaceTimes, like I've done that nearly every week. I'll do it either. Uh, I've got quite a few groups of of, of peers in ministry, yeah. but at least once or twice a week, we're, we're doing the FaceTime calls. We're doing the WhatsApp video calls. So I'm, I'm seeing what they're doing. We're laughing. We're joking. Mm. So it feels like, okay, you know what? we've got similar experiences what are you going through okay yeah, i'm going through similar things but we laugh and we joke about it and yeah, that yeah, gives yeah. you that okay you know what they're going through something similar but at the same time we can still get to speak we can i can still see them face to face even though we're not physical yeah but little stuff like that making sure that you're intentional about it and slotting time in the day to do that mm. will go the long will go a long distance i find that when people don't um, do these things intentionally the days go by and then you just find yourself more frustrated frustrated yeah. but if you put time aside okay the zoom call the skype call like we're doing i never had skype before this like I don't <laughs> but for this i've got skype again so i'm like listen man then if you want to jump on skype let's jump on skype <laughs> you get what i'm saying yeah. zoom i've got zoom already yeah. um facetime whatsapp all those things so just looking for the little things that can you know like take your mind off it as well as that you know I've been listening to sermons. I've been trying to get myself involved in other things like technology. So 
trying to do, really do this live stream well and for a, uh, for a growing church you know we're not as fortunate as other churches where they have loads of human resources that are skilled in xyz yeah, so yeah. we have to do a lot by ourselves so i'm now having to buy some equipment having to learn some stuff um which has been good it takes my mind off it like this morning i slept at like 4 30 or so because i bought some streaming equipment and it was racking my mind because yeah, it was trying to get into it, it? yeah yeah <laughs> So then the missus were like, what time did you go to? I was like, babe, I went to bed like 4.30, like to 5, like, but it's for a good reason. It's mm. for a good cause. So, yeah, I would say those are some of the stuff that you, um, that other, you know, people like uh, that are similar to me, pairs, people in ministry, people who are leaders over others, yeah. that those are some of the stuff that you can do. Be intentional about it. Don't be so spiritual that you lose sight of what's going on in this moment. Mm. Like it's lockdown for some, like for me, work, work, work. And even though even though we're locked down and I still have to work, but there's still a greater level. I, I feel a greater level of rest mm. because I don't go to the office. I don't have to drive to work. I've saved mad petrol money. Listen. On top of I, I, <laughs> I'm, I, I've got a diesel car, so I spend loads of money on Oof. diesel. So the fact that I've not done it in like six weeks, five, six weeks, God has blessed my pocket. I can, I can use <laughs> Like other things you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and additional yeah. shopping and order that's <laughs> me, me. <laughs> me man so yeah so how how is your church how is city worship london adapted to this time you know what you know what yeah it's it's strange but this is probably one of the most this is where we're gonna be two in july and um Nah, you know what? This lockdown has been incredible i i can't explain it because you would think that you would think that not, when we're not physically gathering, that there's probably going to be less interest because people are going to be lazy. Mm. You know, you don't have to come to church per se. But, bruh, our reach has been incredible. Wow. Our reach has been incredible. And I, I say this in all humility, like, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, God, you're using moments like this mm. to do the opposite of what we would naturally expect um you know we've had people join us since the lockdown even wow. and never, not even physically met them but they've joined us they've joined as a church they've signed up and we've um, had the initial like um church joining meetings and stuff like that yeah, yeah. um the services like the power of god like has been moving even though we're on the net so we've seen healings we've seen we've seen prophetic words confirmed like it's just proper mind-boggling that's that's all i can say the the family aura the family vibe has grown incredibly stronger since like people um especially one of the things that we were as part of the culture that we're trying to hone in on is a family culture yes and i've seen that during this lockdown loads of the members are just contacting each other even though even though what before lockdown every sunday as part of the announcements guys make sure you reach out to someone who's here and someone who's not here you know you've got their numbers whatever but they're doing it even more now. Wow. Uh, so it's just great seeing them connect, even not just the church group online, but I'm seeing them doing it on social media. They're connecting with each other. It's just amazing. So God has been moving in, in an incredible way. Um, he's been increasing our visibility. Mm. So a lot more people are finding out about us. You know, people that have never heard about us are sharing our stuff on Insta, Twitter, all different, Facebook. It's just humbling. Um, and I can't take any credit for it. My leadership team can't take any credit for it. Mm. We just have to give thanks to God. But 
you know, for some, it, why why I'm humbled is because for some churches, they're not they're not getting that result. Um, yeah. For plethora of reasons, for for some they for some they just don't they find it hard to adapt to the season. So yeah. for churches that didn't really want or don't want to really embrace the technological aspects of things mm. or the technological era that we're in, they're finding it really hard. For churches that their models have just been based on everything has to be physical, cool, yeah. there's a lot of pressure, especially for the ones who didn't, who didn't want to transition. Mm. So the ones who don't want to do Facebook Lives or jump on Insta, do Insta Lives and stuff like that, they, they've been troubled a lot. And so for things like, you know, when you're expecting for churches that don't necessarily have have like a PayPal account and you just want physical cash, yeah. churches, unfortunately, off the back of this lockdown, many won't open up after this. Mm. And it's just a hard, it's a hard reality. But I, I think it's part of the times, it's part of the shift um, in terms of mindset and paradigm that God is trying to bring in. Um, it's not that God is trying to ruin the church. And I'm not saying that, um, I'm also not saying that God is the one behind COVID. But what I'm saying is that God is using COVID to mature the church yep. and to get the church to wake up, to see what's going on. And with the eyes of the spirit, be able to discern, okay, this is how we ought to move. This is how we ought to make changes. Otherwise, off the back of lockdown, we're going to find ourselves in trouble. And I think that's if a lot of churches are not being cautious, if they're not being wise, if they're not being discerning, off the back of lockdown, they're going to find themselves in very sticky predicaments. And that's the the realest, that is the realest um, revelation that some of the churches, because they're so focused on the four walls of yeah. having people on the benches or in the seats, when it yeah. comes to adapting to the Zoom or the IG Live or the Skype or whatever, whatever, they're getting left mm -hmm. behind because there was a chance before to adapt, yeah. before COVID yeah. came and they didn't adapt. Yeah. Now yep. COVID's here, they still don't yeah. want to adapt. Yep. And the, mm -hmm. on the back of COVID, when, by the time we hit 2021, really and truly, yeah. services ain't going to be the same. Right. You're, not, you're, not, you're not going to be able to have 300, 400 people in, in, one, in one service until 2021. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you've got yeah. at least another seven months of this year to adapt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You've got, this is the time. And this is, what I'm seeing is, this why COVID and this lockdown and the quarantine situation is very pivotal is because God is giving ample time, even though it's a short time in the mm. grand scheme, it's still ample time to move how God or move with God's model for what's going to happen. Yes, at some point we will get back to the physical status, but that's going to be long down the line. In the meantime, we have to work with what is there that we can use to propagate the same message that we had before and bring in and draw in the right people, draw in the people that want to hear what we've got. If you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to move from your old wineskin mechanism, then your church is going to be very frustrating for you. Mm. Instead of church to be something that is beneficial for you, edifying for you, it's going to be something that is going to be a thorn in your flesh. So yes, as you've rightly said, there's about another seven months for things to kind of step back to normality to a degree. Mm. You've got time. You've got time. But if you're willing to be obedient, then you won't have real issues post this whole social distance quarantine shenanigans. But if you don't, 2021 is going to be a, it's going to be an interesting time. And I think now 
uh, even before, as you've rightly said, like before lockdown, God was speaking to people and saying that the church now has to adapt in terms of ma- paradigm, in terms of mindset. Mm. So people had ample warning. There, but there's some churches that didn't really, maybe those that didn't don't really embrace the prophetic and all of that stuff. Yeah. And now it's come. But still, now is the time. Now is the time to... Okay, God, I hear what you're saying. Rather than going, hmm, COVID is here. We have to social. Uh, we have to do social distance. This is a time where we just have to, you know, these are times when the plagues are coming over the earth. Jesus is coming back soon. That's we we know Jesus is coming back soon. But the mindset you need to have is, okay, Jesus is coming back soon. But what do we do between now and when He comes? Technology. This is a technological error. Mm. Therefore, we have to embrace it. Yep. Yes, people are talking about 666 and have their own ideas of what it could be. But that does not mean that God is against technology. No. Do you understand? So the quicker you understand that and get that into your mind, (laughs) the easier it will be for you to understand that God's glory can still manifest. Mm. I said it in our Sunday services. We're praying for people to get healed on the net. People are getting healed. Do you understand? Mm. So... It's not just, oh, when you physically come to the service that healing is available for you or prophetic words are available for you or people are getting convicted or people are coming to Christ. It doesn't have to happen physically. If that's the only if that's the only way of church you've had or you've known, then I can understand it. But now God is showing you that that's not the only way Mm. and you can't fit God into the box. The four walls, great and amazing. But now God is going, the four walls are becoming obsolete. The four walls are becoming obsolete because that's not the only way people can hear the gospel. That's not the only way people can get transformed. Mm. Though the Bible says we shouldn't forsake the fellowship of the brethren. I'm 100% for that. But in moments like this where we can't physically gather, we're gathering online. Yeah. And when two or three are gathered in his name, as much as when people see that two or three are gathered in his name, people always think together, whatever. And I understand that. And I think that's the primary meaning of that scripture. Yeah. With two or three of gathering in his name, like we are here. This is church. Mm-hmm. This is church. What we're doing now is church. People might see this as an interview, but no, this is church because we're talking about kingdom agendas, kingdom matters, and how we can propagate this, this message, this agenda, this kingdom outside of this conversation. Mm. And that kind of leads me on to asking you about so how do we move forward as a church, as a whole, as a kingdom? Let's not say a church, yeah. as a kingdom. How do mm-hmm. we move forward from here into what's going to be an absolutely new normal? Yeah. Essentially. So how do we, what What do you think some of your ideas are in terms of how we move forward from here? So right now, I think if anything, now is a time where we have to now start looking at building biblical literacy through using technology. Mm. And that is not just by people preaching. So, for example, you, on YouTube, you've got things like the Bible Project. Yeah. And those guys are amazing, fantastic. They creatively bring the word of God together, break it down doctrine-wise, break it down theology-wise, break it down on a, on a teaching level that so that people can understand the word of God in its, in its simplicity. And then you've got, obviously, you've got people preaching, you've got people doing Bible studies, you've got people doing prayer calls. That now has to be, that now has to be the norm. Hmm. It's not an option. Oh, we're, we're only going to do prayer gatherings in the physical. No. Now you're going to have to embrace that, you, the, the fact that prayer calls are now going to have to be part 
of your church structure. Now you're going to have to embrace the fact that Bible studies and Bible teachings are going to have to be done online. But how can we how can we make sure that people are coming? We now have to think, right, how can we creatively get the word and balance it with technology and present something to you that people are going to watch and that people are going to listen to? Because you might be able to do a teaching for an hour or two hours. You can, but there's a way that you can do it. So, for example, there is um, there's a software that I'm currently using. It's called OBS. And OBS is not just live streaming, but you can put like your presentations and stuff like that in the background. So while you're talking, I can put the presentation on the screen so people can is people are not just looking at me speak but they can see something on the screen okay cool oh, i like the pictures i like the way that they've worded it i like the creativity of what you're packaging mm. now let me tell you this what i'm seeing and what's actually happening is that there are a lot of influential unbelievers that are now starting to receive elements of the gospel Talk to so them. Twitter, i'm now seeing like like last week, uh, last week, um, last week I saw Getz, or was it this week? I saw Getz. Getz yeah, was yeah, like, was just last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to your album. I'm your intro was dope. Getz, the one where we were listening to growing up mm. on Grand, mm. is now saying, look, rah, like this gospel thing is a the 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 a couple of days before that he was like, you know what? I feel like God is trying to call me or God is trying to speak to me, and I'm like. This is what it's about. Now we have to use these opportunities not to try and poach them per se, but to go, look, if people like gets people like that are YouTube influencers, that are influencers in the music space or the media space are saying, look, you know what? I really feel like I need to get back to the Bible or I, I grew up reading the Bible, but or you know what? My friend is a Christian and she or she sent me that scripture and I feel like I want to get to know the Bible more. What does that mean? What That means that there is an avenue for these people to be reached. Mm. There's an avenue for gang members to be reached. There's an avenue for people who are struggling with porn to be reached. There's an avenue for people who are atheists to be reached. We now, now have to go, okay, where can we fit in? And this depends on your what your church, the strength or the grace on your church or ministry is. Mm. Grace on your church or ministry is worship and music, worship music, should I say? Then you have to go, right, how can we start? How can we package something together to put stuff out? Now, if you're a small church, it might, yes, you may not have the resources, but there's still things you can do, i.e., you can go on Instagram, you can get your guitar, you can get your keyboard. Mm. If it's just your voice and get an instrumental in the back, you can sing and do a what and, and do a, a a worship session on the live yep. just praying worshiping interceding for people that is a blessing if you've got the resources you can do a live stream and someone someone is playing the keys then you can after they finish you can switch over to someone to do an exhortation or whatever you can do the fancy things but what i'm saying is wherever the ministry has a grace for they should take advantage of it if it's creativity if it's digital media Get your creative team, your media team, and start developing content mm. and push content down their throat. Because you know what's keeping people sane during this this moment of time, especially Christians, is the content that churches are putting out. Yeah. The fact that I've got my, my normal church service, I'm just using an example here. My church service online on a Sunday is nine. Then at 10, my friend invited me to come to their church service and then 12.30, I can jump on my other friend's church service. So you're listening like... Um, like literally on social media, I'm always seeing every Sunday, I was able to join five churches, four yeah. churches. 
feminist. <laughs> what does that tell us? That means that people are hungry and thirsty for content. They're hungry for the word of God. And there's something that they can pick from all these different ministries. Mm. From this ministry, it might be their creative arts, you know, um, uh, displays or videos that they put in their visuals for this church it might be their worship for this church it might be the soundness of their their preaching and whatever mm. for that church it might be the charisma of the person preaching and how relatable they make the scriptures to my life mm. so there's something that you bring so this is a time where the church have to embrace the notion the, not the notion sorry the understanding of the body mentality the yeah. church the body the body has different parts. Different parts have different functions. Let us embrace it. And I feel like this is a time where we are, where is, this is not even uh, a cute thing. We are being forced to embrace the different gifts within the body. Whether you don't like that denomination or you don't like that church or you, you're not really cool with that person's church or whatever. Now God is using these moments to force the church to embrace and love one another. Because that can't run. That can't run no more. That it whole, can't, it can't, it that can't run no more because it's just like, okay, cool. You had your building over there. Your church yeah. is down the road. Now, now, yeah. now, okay, I follow you and you follow yeah. me on Instagram. So yeah. now we yeah. can't, we can't run this denomination thing no more. Mm-hmm. And it's also down to creating an environment for yeah. people to want to come in to, to learn about God or to understand more yeah. about God. And yeah. as we've kind of discussed, some of the churches haven't created that environment physically. Right. So how yeah. do we expect them to create that environment digitally? Yeah. They're gonna they're, they're gonna struggle to do that, but what I'm seeing is that God is gracing those people. Yes, God is patient and He's merciful, and He's always gonna keep. Guys, come on, don't be stubborn about it. Don't 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 be naive. Don't be ignorant of what I'm trying to do. And I think the more that we're willing to be Christ-like and and drop our own personal agendas, mm. then we will see things moving forward. Because it's not even just those who are stubborn to to not want to to move to technological platforms and stuff. There are churches that had all the technology, but they wanted to push their own personal agendas. Mm. And I feel like God is using this lockdown to go, it's no more about your agenda. It's no more about what you want to do. Now I'm causing you through situations to be able to discern that we can't run our own agenda anymore. Now you're seeing a lot more pastors reach out to other pastors. <laughs> I find it very interesting. Listen, I find it very interesting. There were some, there's some fathers in the faith in the UK that prior to all this going on, people have heard that they've had issues and problems and God is now causing this moment as a time for reconciliation. Mm. Now they're doing lives together. Now churches that didn't really know others are, they're forced, God is kind of using situations to force people into other people's DMs. Yep. Yo, what are you saying? I want to do a live next week. Can you come? Hold on, let me shout me, whatever. And I'm realizing that because even for me, myself, God has been sending people from other churches, not to say that we had beef or whatever, but mm. God is sending people from other churches to connect with me and go, yeah, can we do a live together? I love what you're doing. I love what you bring. Can you come on the live and share with us? And I'm like, wow, like, I admire your church. I admire your ministry. I admire every- And you're hollering at me. Amazing. Fantastic. I'm going to humbly receive this. And, and and as much as I can be a blessing to you guys and use this relationship for you to get, for you guys to be a blessing to me. So that's what I'm loving. So it's not just those who are, have been were stubborn before. It's those who wanted to push their own personal ulterior motives mm. as well so we're seeing a lot of things happening on all spectrums of the christian community yeah because i've i've not seen a a time in my life 
where there's so many Instagram lives, so yeah. many Facebook lives, yeah. so many Zoom calls and Zoom meetings. Yeah. Um, in one space, in yeah. what like yeah. in one day, you could watch at least ten to twelve Instagram lives of yeah. of yeah. just yeah. church, just church and Christian content mm-hmm. before yeah. we even go on to the mode of comedian and all those types yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about your podcast, Real Talk, yeah. Real Walk. How did yeah. you guys come together and think about that? So I'm two years ago was it two years ago yeah two years ago 2018 i was praying at the beginning of the year and i said okay i I was praying because at the time my business started in 2016 Hmm. and at that time the, the the main focus of it was like mentoring coaching doing master classes and that's what that that's where a lot of my bread was coming in from Hmm. but i just felt like I was getting tired because at that time everyone was viewing me as a motivational speaker and it was how my content was coming across but I was trying to run away from that because that's not what I'm trying to do but the only I've learned that this is just a lesson for everybody a lot of people won't understand what you do and so they will box you in with what they know yeah so a lot of people what I was doing may have been motivational and may have been inspirational, but they have no word. They have no word or description for a job. The funnily enough, even if I started doing that, that's the reason why God gave me the name Game Changer. That's why I know I'm going into what I'm doing, but I'll, I'll link this back. To <laughs> yeah, run, run, run it all together. Run it all together. It, the reason why the reason why God gave me that name is because and that name for business and that name that I, I call myself outside of in general anyway hmm. is that what I'm going to bring is going to usher in a mindset a behavior, a pattern, a culture, a system that will bring change in the game, whatever game, whatever sphere you're in, whatever mm. system you're in. So now I was praying, I was like, God, okay, cool. People are boxing me in because all I'm doing is public speaking, masterclasses, all that kind of stuff. And I need I, I need the strategy. I need the strategy from heaven that's going to help me build what you've called me to do for the future. So... I was praying and then maybe like a month or two later, God said media. And I said, okay, media. That's interesting. I didn't study media. I love the idea, but I just have no context for it. I don't have no strengths in it. It's like media. So anyway, I continued to pray into it because I was like, okay, God, direct my steps. The end of the year, actually, middle of the year, summer of that year, 2018, I spoke to a, I spoke to some friends of mine. I spoke to some brothers of mine. We have um, a group chat, and what connects us is we're all Arsenal fans, yeah. and we're all Christians as well. So I reached out to the bros, and I said, "Listen, man, them, let's let's do a podcast. Let's do a let's do a podcast." I got air. No one. <laughs> I got air. Nobody said anything. Then one of the brothers, like three months later, this was in November. So my, yeah, my birthday month. So November, one of the brothers in a group hollered at me. He's like, "Bro." Um, I remember what you said a couple months ago and I really feel like we should do a podcast and I think that it should really tie along the lines of being a Christian in the real world. Mm. And at the time I said, bro, you know, I'm up for it. If I'm putting something out, I'm. this is another thing. If you put something out, if you put an idea out, even if you're not going to be the, the mastermind behind it, you've got to be willing to support it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. 
So I said, so I said, listen, I'm down. I'm not going to make any excuses. I know we live far from each other, but let's make something work. Let's make something happen. So in the December, he reached back a month later. He got back to me and said, listen, I'm, I'm serious about this. Let's find a third person. So we prayed about it and I suggested a, a close friend of my, myself and my wife, mm. um, Julia. And then we came together and we started recording last year, February. Yep. From there, the idea behind Real Talk, Real Walk is that the Real Talk relates to the aspect of the word mm. of God. And that's, that, that's our foundation. But the Real Walk relates to our everyday lives. And so merging the Real Talk with the real walks of life, the real issues of life, the challenges that believers face. Even though believers, we 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 still face the same issues as those who who are unbelievers as well. But it's just the merging of the two. And what God has done in the space of a year and a bit now is, uh, bro, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of in terms of Christian podcasts in the UK, and I'm not to, obviously you've got the like the premier gospels and stuff like that. Yeah. But outside of that and and let's say big preachers and stuff like that. But outside of that, we are we are leading in, mm. in terms of streams, downloads, listens. We are leading. We literally we bruh, it's it's is we're we're pioneers in the let's just put it like that. Yeah. And I with all humility. There a lot of your famous Christian podcasts, they're not getting the listens that we're getting. And I'm not saying that to disrespect. What I'm saying is that in a short space of time, what God has used us to do has broken past those that you were, were You there. went from here to, to here. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Those who were mentoring us in a sense of being there before us and kind of... Paving the way kind of thing. Yeah, paved the way. Yeah, we literally shot up in a short space of time. And then when we did our live show this year, February, we sold out. We sold out in we sold out in a matter of days. We sold out in a matter of days, and that was just another mind-boggling thing because it's like our reach, our reach was bigger than our normal comprehension. But you know the maddest thing is that I prophesied at the beginning. I prophesied at the beginning. And I said, I said, bro, let me. I'm gonna tell you a few things that I'm gonna tell you. You and you, you and Julia, doors are gonna open for both of you. Uh, ministry doors. And opportunities are going to open for you because of this. I prophesied to both of them mm. within a matter of like two months. Doors started opening for them. Gabs, Gabs. A lot of people might know him. Gabs. He was in um, Bibles, Bibles, yeah, yeah, and yeah. UK gospel scene. So a lot of people know Gabs, but Gabs was kind of silent for years. Like mm. things were open up, hosting events, speaking at relationship events, bloody blood. Like he was, he was. The bag was there for him. Same with Julia as well. But the thing is this, that everything that I was had had spoken and prophesied at the beginning, like by the inspiration of God, was coming to pass. Mm. And then it was only when we did our live show this year that it dawned on me that what had been prophesied before was now coming into manifestation. So anyway, the, the, the point of the podcast is that we want to be able to capture the realities of life, but also tackle it from the perspective of the scripture. Mm. One of the things that makes us different is that we are very, our charisma is different. Yeah. Like, love to banter. We love to joke. It's vibes. It's all that, vibes. That, it's that, all that, vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people listen to it, it's like, I can hear you in me. I can hear, like, I, I hear that banter or I can relate with that situation. And that's what draws people to us. Aside from people just listening to us, we get a lot of people messaging us on Twitter, on Insta, on our email address, 
to ask for advice on different things. And for me, that is that is the main part of it. That's what ministry is, mm. that we're able to reach out to people that need help. And those people are able to come back to us. We have unbelievers listening to this thing. We have loads of unbelievers. We have people listening in America. We have people listening in South America. It's mind-boggling. It doesn't make sense because we don't have connects out there. Mm. But what the Lord is using it to do is to, is, to, is to bring believers together and go, listen, we can make content that, the, that, that believers can listen to, but also the world can listen to. And there's, there's, there's coming a time where I believe that there's going to be certain Christians who do podcasting that they're going to be reckoned with like the free shots, like the 90s babies, like yeah. the receipt girls. Yeah. Where, where people, when people talk about them, they will talk about us. That's what we're trying to do. So mm. I don't just believe the reason, my mind behind this um, is that people will be able to see that Christians can get into those spaces and be authentic to their message, but also be a blessing to those that are there. So the, the, the idea is that, listen, one day when they're doing podcast award or whatever, like they won't put us in uh, the best newcomers or whatever. They'll put us amongst the top guys. The top. I don't want, I'm not trying to, oh yeah, you guys are just doing a Christian podcast. No, we actually did. We actually didn't label it a Christian podcast. We are Christians who podcast. And I know some might see that as semantics, but it's no, it's, it's very, it's real. totally different. It's, it's totally, it's, it's, it's totally different, different. because you, you, you break through the ceiling of we're, we're a Christian podcast because yeah. if you, you could be the top Christian podcast yeah. and have no doors open for you. And be limited in terms of 100. what you can do because you've said i'm a christian 100. podcast but if you're a podcast but yeah. the values are centered on christ yeah. essentially yeah. Mm -hmm. there's no reason for why you can't compete with the free shots with the with the receipts with all them type of people yeah and then um, when you start and then when you start to look at america and you start competing with the joe buddens and and yeah. who we be and all these types of things then it's a yeah. whole different ball game 100 100 percent. and that's that's my mindset that believers if god has called you to the church space will support you. But if God has called you to the marketplace, then we've got to push you guys. And we've got to know. You just know where your grace is. Mm. There are some people who are specifically for the church. And we support that. I respect it. I listen. I listen to other podcasts as well. I support them. I push them. There's some that I've never even listened to, but I'll, I'll retweet their stuff. Mm. Why? Because that's a kingdom mindset. But at the same time, there's those of us who are to push beyond the, the four walls and the or we're just going to be talking this day today. We're going to be talking about doctrines in the book of Ephesians. That's not what, that's not what real talk, real walk is about. Yeah. We will, we might use doctrines from there to answer questions and tackle certain issues, but that's not our approach. That's not what we've been graced to do. Mm. And I love it. Once again, I say, I love it because we we're getting unbelievers listening to this thing. We're getting work colleagues who, who are preying on us online, like <laughs> pre new socials. <laughs> like Emmanuel Gabs, you know, we've got a, a new lady on board already. They're preying us. They want to see what we're doing. That's fine. That's great. As long as you know that, as long as you know that we are who we are, we're real with it. Um, not to the detriment of our faith, but we're real with it. You know what we stand for. And we're trying to make sure that the gospel is accessible to all, mm. not just the, the, those of us within the four walls, walls. We don't need the gospel. We don't need the gospel because we know it. What we need is those who are going to go out and be a living example of the gospel through whatever means or whatever platform and bring those 
in those whoever needs to hear let them come let them come that's what we're trying to do so yeah man i'm loving it it's been it's been one of the greatest things so it kind of this has been one of the answers to my prayer in terms of even though real talk real walk is not my business mm. it's a collective collaboration but it's one of the answers to the prayers that i asked god about when it came to business and i know this is going to open platforms because i believe off the back of this there's going to be certain initiatives that i want to build on to help other christian creatives or other christian podcasters to come through and and, and build and 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 do well like we've been doing well by the grace of god so mm. yeah so people know you as apostle as pastor uh, yeah husband father um <laughs> One third of Real Talk, Real Walk. Yeah. Also, as I said, um, Game Changer Solutions, the yeah. director. Mm-hmm. But away from that, what yeah. advice would you give to people who are trying to create at this point in time? Because you're, yeah. you're going to have to create sermons. You're going to also yeah. gonna have to create content for yeah. different things, but also yeah. continue to build your business. Uh-huh. So what advice would you give to those people? I said I was preaching about this on Sunday and it was random because um, because it was not the sermon I had prepared. But before I started preaching, I just felt under the unction of the Holy Spirit to talk about this. And the Lord reminded me of Noah. Yeah. And if anything, I'm uh, this is probably this will probably be my answer. The Bible says that Noah, God encountered him. God spoke to him and asked him to build an ark. God gave him all the dimensions, how long it should be, how high it, how it should be, how wide it should be, um, the interior, the exterior, all of those things. And the Bible says that Noah did this. Noah, Noah did this, or the process that it took was 120 years, 119, 20 years. Mm. And the word that I gave on Sunday was, you've got to build. You've got to build. You've got to build right now, even though people will look at what you're building and not understand it. Mm. I think people are trying to build for understanding. You don't build for people's understanding because what God asked you to build, people will not get it, especially in its formative stage. People will only get it later down the line or when it's come to its full fruition. Mm. So going back to the Noah story. The Bible says in Hebrews that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Even though in Genesis, the Bible doesn't say that Noah was preaching. Hmm. It says in Hebrews that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So what that tells us is that during those years, while he was building, he was preaching. Hmm. The Bible says that people didn't want to listen and they spurned him. But there was a day when him and his family and all the animals got into the ark. And the Bible says rain fell on the earth and rain was coming out from the ground. So that means that people didn't take him serious until the time that he was preaching about mm. kings. So for you who's building, you who's creating, you've got to build. Many people are not going to understand you, but God is not interested in, 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 in worrying about people who understand you. You've got to build. Mm. Also, note that in the scriptures, there's no reference to say that um, an ark had ever been built before. Mm. So I am of the personal persuasion and belief that no one had ever seen an ark before. Yeah. Which means that what you're building now, the world has never seen before. Mm. They may have seen similar things. They may have seen things like it, but they've not seen things that are exactly that. Mm. So when you're building, you've got to build with the mindset that what I'm building, a lot of people are not going to understand. This includes friends. This includes family. 
So when I'm building, I've got to build one according to the dimensions. If God has given you specific instructions, you've got to follow them through. A lot of people are worried about what they don't have. God is more concerned about what you do have. Mm. God said to Moses, I need you to part this Red Sea. Moses is like, how am I going to do it? God says, with the stick in your hand. That was the same stick that God t- turned into a snake mm-hmm. in front of Mo- in front of Pharaoh. Pharaoh. That, mm-hmm. same, that was the same rod that when God gave it to him in the wilderness, when he was meeting his brother, God said, look, show this to your brother. This is what I'm going to do, X, Y, Z. This same rod that did, that wrought great and mighty miracles was the same rod that he used to part the Red Sea. Post the Red Sea, that was the same rod that when the, God had punished the children of Israel with leprosy and whatever, that was the same rod that God said, put the bronze snake on there. And when everybody looks up to it, they're going to find healing. That was the same rod. Mm. This was the same rod that when, when they were thirsty uh, and, and, and God said, strike the rock. What rod did he, what did he use? He used the rod. So I've used different contexts for the same rod. Mm. So people people might think, oh, but I've only had this. I only have that. That same thing, that same gift, that same skill, that same anointing is the same thing God is going to use. But in different seasons, you will see different things come out from it. So the, another thing that I said on Sunday is that God is calling us to pivot. Now, the, the, the science behind the pivot is that the, 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 the core of the pivot is always attached to one point. Mm-hmm. It goes from still connected to that one point, but it just moves in different areas. And so in different seasons, God is going to use the same gift to do a different thing. Mm. The same gift to do something different. And there's going to be times where with the same gift, God is going to give you more finances or uh, one season. And then in another season, God might give you more human resources. And in another season, God will use the same gift, but give you more opportunities and more doors. So with the same gift in different seasons, different things happen. Mm. So right now, while you're building, while you're creating, don't get caught up in worrying about what everyone else is doing. Mm. This is a time while you're locked down. Now is the time for you to be locked down into the presence of God and seek out the things that he has for you now. Because off the back of it, listen, and off the back of it, things are not going to be the same. That's why what you're building now has to be relevant for post the lockdown. The ark, listen, what he was building was relevant for what was to come. Mm. The ark wasn't relevant for those days. Because there was no water, there was no, there was there was no rain coming from, there was no seas or whatever. But what he was building was relevant for the times to come. Mm. So what you're building is going to be relevant for the times to come. What you're building for, for is for the future, and in order for you to build for the future, you've got to build from the future. Mm. I'll say that again. Mm. In order for you to build for the future, you've got to build from the future. How, how do you build from the future? You've got to receive the dimensions from God. Noah received the dimensions of the future from God and built in the present. He was building the future in the present. Mm-hmm. So that means for now, what you're building, what you're creating, got it, you've got Photoshop or you've got Canva or you've got your microphone or you've got your business plan or you've got your, uh, God has asked you to set up a charity. You've put certain things in place or God is, for some of you that is, you're not called to build uh, a business, for some of you, you're building your career. Do you understand? If you're not called to build business, God has called you to build something else. Some of you are building your career. Right now, you're learning, you're studying, you're researching, you're looking for gaps in the market, you're looking for potential opportunities in different firms. God is asking you to build now so that what you're 
what you're going, what you have right now will be sustainable for the future. This is what the church has to think towards. We're thinking about now. God is concerned about tomorrow. God is concerned about the impacts that you, the, the things that we do today will have on the next generation. By the grace of God, your wife is going to have um, a, a child soon. You guys are, are going to be parents. You, In fact, you guys are parents already now. The baby's alive right now. Mm. You guys are parents. But what you guys are building is for that child's future. Mm. Mm. Yes, you're caught up in the present, but you have to be future-minded. God has always been future-minded. When God encountered Gideon, God didn't say, yo, wuss, yo, scaredy cat, what are you doing? Why are you in the wrong place at the wrong time? He said, you mighty man of valor, mm. refer to the point in time when he's going to be leading the army of the men of God, of, of the children of God, sorry. So when God addresses you, when God comes and encounters you, God is thinking future focus. So what you have now, build it. Hone your talents, hone your gifts. Your The thing about gifts is that you nurture gifts. Mm. Gifts mm. are there to be nurtured. Yep. So the gift yep. that God has placed on the inside of you, you've got to nurture it. And when's the best time to do it? Now, while we're locked down in our houses. Final thing I'll say is this, and I'll use the, I'll use this lockdown in 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 parallel to the um the the quarantine in the scripture. Yeah. In Exodus, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter twelve, the Bible says that there was going to be a plague, the last plague that it, that will ensure that the children of Israel got out. And the Bible says that they should lock their doors, they should you know they should post the blood on the yeah. doors and all those kind of stuff. That was a lockdown. That was a quarantine. That was God's quarantine. And he said, once I do that, the angel of death is going to pass over for you. That was a short space of time. And you know, this is this is why it's really important to understand this parallel, because it was a short space of time. But afterwards was going to be the greatest journey that they were ever going to have. Mm. If, we, if we even think about it, it was probably one of the greatest journeys that Israel have had in all of their history. Mm. The fact that they were transitioning from 400 plus years of slavery into a land that actually belonged to them now it was a short quarantine space but off the back of that what happens the bible says they when they were leaving egypt they left with the wealth of the nation short time imagine slaves for 400 plus years a short quarantine and then you left with so we've now been doing church for a long time the last time we had the last time we had an, a pandemic in the world was in the 1920s, the yeah. Spanish, something like that. Now, nearly, nearly uh, well, 100 years later, the church has been doing whatever they want to do. Now we're in a lockdown, short space of time, five, five weeks or maybe two months in light of 100 years is a small time. Mm. But off the back of that, what's going to happen is going to shift the trajectory of church forever. And what we're leaving with is going to be greater than what we entered with. Yeah. So now you have to be prepared. Be prepared to receive more than what you had before you came into the lockdown. God is going to give you more skill. He's going to give you more discipline. He's going to give you more opportunities. He's going to give you more finances, more resources. But you have to use this lockdown well. Mm. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I've got to say. Creatives, wh whoever you are, whatever whatever God has called you to. Use this time as a time to build yourself in him as well as build yourself in your assignment. Know for sure what your calling is. Know for sure what God has assigned you to do so that when you leave this lockdown, the prayer that you're praying is not, God, what am I meant to do? Because you've already prayed it now. Mm. God, what do I need to do next? Because you've already prayed it now. Yep. So let that's, that's, that, that's what I'll say. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, man. Um, 
on the back of that, my last question to you. Yeah. Dembi, what advice would you give to yourself with where you're at right now? Be prepared. Mm. Be prepared. Um, for me, like I said, like our services, what's been happening with our service, services online has been baffling. Mm. And that's because I didn't know what to expect. Mm. So what that challenged me now to do is go, that what's your expectation levels like? What's your expectation of God? What's your expectation in God? And you can never be physically fully prepared, practically speaking. Yeah. But when God has, he's given you what to do and you're comfortable with what God has said and you've done, you've been obedient in this moment, that would be your preparation. So for me, that would be my advice to myself. Be prepared. What you've seen is nothing. What you've seen is just a glimpse of what God wants to do post this thing. Therefore, you've got to be prepared. Also, I've got to be prepared to do things that I, maybe I never had thought about. It's mm. one thing that I think leaders in general, I know this question is to myself, but I think in general, leaders have to be prepared. You've got to be prepared to do things that are disruptive. You've got to do things that religious people and church people that have been uh, that have been so accustomed to one way of church or a particular way of church, you've got to be ready to rattle the cages. Mm. And for me, I'm a bit scared because I'm like, I'm a leader. What's people's opinions of me going to be like? And, and I'm not I, I'm not necessarily saying the fear of man, but I'm saying, you know, when you're you're a leader of, um, you know, you're a leader in a generation, you know, as an apostle in this generation compared to our mm. father's generation and, and their generations before, mm. like, you're doing something new. You're doing something they didn't do before. And whilst you, whilst I believe in honor, whilst I believe in, you know, honoring those that came before us, what we're doing is completely, completely, aside from the foundation of the, the you know, the core of our, our faith, we're doing, we're building completely different. And so, you just don't want to. You don't want them to think that ah, oh, you're going. You know, you're going apostate or something like that. So that that's that's kind of like what's shaking me. But at the same time, this is a disruptive time. I know in myself that there's going to be things that we're going to do that I'm going to do that are going to be disruptive mm. that are not going to be normal. And I've just got to be settled that as long as God told me to do it, I'm good. Mm. That's good, man. But yeah. That's it. This is a word. This is a word that, listen, believers that are watching this thing, this is a, a time of disruptions. This is a time of church is not going to be normal anymore. God is disrupting our schedules. He dis, he's disrupting our patterns. He's disrupting our mindsets and our ideologies of what we think church should be. Because remember, Jesus said, I will build my church. So that means what Jesus is going to do, his agenda is what's going to prevail over us. And you know what? It's disruptive. Because when we like to build our walls, we like to build our cliques, we like to build our own agendas, Jesus comes in, scatters the whole thing. Mm. Everything that is not of him won't remain. But everything that is of him will remain. So... Yeah, that that would be that would be that would be my response. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> thank you so much. This I had a thought in my head in terms of how this is gonna go. Far yeah. far exceeded. Far exceeded. <laughs> We've been talking yeah. for an hour. Yeah, yeah. For an hour. <laughs> yeah. no, I said I said 15, 20 minutes at the start. We've been talking for an hour. <laughs> but sir, thank you very much. Um Apostle Emmanuel Akam Fenwa. Thank you very much. This has been Conversation with H, the Skype series. The last part. Yeah. We'll now go back to doing our normal conversation with H. Thank you very much and stay tuned. Motivate.